Hello and welcome to the third bonus episode of Six Out World. This week we're doing something a little bit different. Instead of a topic of conversation between Jasmine and myself, I interviewed Rowena Brooke from Haunted Walks Toronto and we discussed the haunting of Old City Hall, uh, the hauntings at Black Creek Village, and other spooky things. So enjoy! So uh, before I get into the questions, would you mind um, introducing yourself and um, just uh, talking about what you do at the Haunted Walk? Absolutely. My name is Rowena Brooke, and I'm the Toronto Office Manager and Sales Coordinator at the Haunted Walk. Uh, so I do several different things. I guess I wear a lot of hats. Um, I manage our Toronto office, so that involves um, day-to-day office operations to do with customers as well as uh, our team of tour guides. Um, In terms of a sales role, I also am actively involved in promoting our tours in Toronto, but also our Kingston and Ottawa tours um, to the public, uh, as well as student and uh, other tour operators. Oh, cool. Um, So why don't you tell us a little bit about um, Haunted Walk itself? Absolutely. The Haunted Walk got started back in 1995 in Kingston, Ontario. Uh, The founder of our company, Glenn Shackleton, went to Queen's University, and during his time there, he had an opportunity to go over to school in England. And while he was there, he went on uh, a bunch of ghost tours, including one in York, and he was like, I could do this in Canada. And he came back. He happened to also be working in the archives at Queen's, so he had easy access to be able to do a lot of research and he put together the Haunted Walk in Kingston um, years ago. Ever since, it's just kind of continued to grow. We expanded to Ottawa the following year and then Toronto in 2012. And we now have a a very large team of tour guides back from when it started out, it just being Glenn and uh, his partner and brother who were giving tours. Awesome. Um, So what made you want to uh, work with the Haunted Walk? I also went to to Queens, and I went there for drama. So um, the opportunity to get in front of a crowd of people and have them kind of listen to my every word was very interesting. Um, But I really loved the idea of doing ghost tours because I've always been interested in horror films from probably an age that was way too young to be watching (laughs) horror films. Um, But I was also a big fan of uh, ghost shows, Uh, so things like Ghost Hunters uh, and other paranormal shows shows that were on television I would always want to watch. Uh, so I think it, it sort of was a logical fit for me because of both the acting and the chance to talk about ghost stories. That's awesome. I I loved ghost shows when I was a kid, too, and even now. So Nice. <laughs> um, so why don't you tell, um, can you tell us a bit about Old City Hall and its spooky backstory? Absolutely. Uh, Old City Hall is probably one of the most famous haunted locations in the city, and that's largely just because a lot of reporters will kind of take on dares to stay overnight in one of the courtrooms there, and seldom are they successful, so I don't know if it's a tradition that continues to go on. 
Old City Hall has a, a pretty interesting start to it because when it was constructed, the architect got himself into a bit of trouble. He went so far over budget that the city councilor said that he could not put his name, which was E.J. Lennox, onto the building. So he decided to sneakily put his name hiding around the building. So if you go around, you actually can find E. Uh, Edward James Lennox spelled out around the sides of the building, but it takes a little bit of sleuthing to do it. The other thing that he did to, to kind of add a little bit of insult to injury was he also carved these gruesome faces into the front of the building that are meant to represent the the different counselors who told him he couldn't put his name on there. <laughs> and they're all very grotesque looking. <laughs> um, in terms of the ghost stories that are there, uh, there's a, a lot of things kind of tracing it back to it being the place where people would have been convicted and sentenced to death. Um, in fact, the last hanging to happen in Canada, which was a double hanging, uh, that was prosecuted at Old City Hall. Uh, the the two men, um, Ronald Turpin and Arthur, no, I think I'm reversing their names. <laughs> uh, Turpin and Lucas were their last names. Uh, they, they were sentenced to hang uh, while at that courthouse, and then they ended up being hanged uh, over at the Old Dawn Jail. Oh, wow. Yeah. Um, so have you ever had any paranormal experiences while giving a tour? I've had one experience with, I, I don't know if I can call it paranormal, it was peculiar. Um, this was back when I was working in our Kingston location, and we do tours there of Fort Henry. Okay. And one of the stories that we had there had to do with uh, a couple groups who were up on the ramparts, so the, the outer wall of the fort kind of looking down in, and they saw a man sitting in a room wearing a uniform who got up, went to the door, and walked out, but nobody came out on the other side. Mm-hmm. So one night I was going to tell this story, and the story before that we give the group the opportunity to kind of look out at the nice view over the wall of the fort. So I told them I was just going to start meandering to the next spot. It was a small group that night, so there were a few people there who were uh, looking over, but one woman sort of started following me almost right away. Mm-hmm. I looked down into the fort, kind of just to get my bearings, look at the room, see if the light was on, and I was surprised to see that there was a man in a uniform sitting in the room. So I kind of Looked away, thinking about it for a moment, and kept sort of walking slowly over. Wondered what I was seeing, so I looked back, and there was no one there. Ooh. I was a little bit confused and a little shaken by this, but by then the group had sort of caught up with me, so I got them to the location to tell the story. I told them the story as per usual, and then I just added on, you know, it's a little weird to tell you this tonight, because I could have sworn when I was walking over here, I saw a man sitting in that room. And that woman who'd been following closer in behind me looked me right in the eyes and said, I saw him too. Ooh, that's spooky. I'm getting goosebumps. (laughs) (laughs) I'm kind of glad I don't have to do uh, (laughs) tours up there anymore because that room gives me the creeps. Um, Well, speaking of which, what is the scariest building you've ever toured? I would have to say that our tours at Black Creek Pioneer Village are the creepiest spot. Not because I personally have had a lot of things happen there. Uh, Largely what I do when I'm on site there is is selling tickets and kind of coordinating the guides for the evening. Uh, And at busy Halloween nights, sometimes the guides are doing two to three tours uh, in succession. So 
it was really eerie all the time to be having guides coming back in between their tours and having maybe five to ten minutes to tell me about the creepy things that had just happened to them on the previous tour because it felt like almost every tour there was someone coming back and telling me that something had happened on their tour. Wow. Um, so you mentioned the Haunted Walk tours in Kingston and Ottawa. Um, what building on those tours um, would you like to explore that you haven't yet? That I haven't? Um, ooh. I have done most of the tours since I was in Kingston. I, I gave all of the tours there, um, mm-hmm. and I've been on a lot of our Ottawa tours, but just because of the time of year that they've fallen, because I'm quite busy down in Toronto myself, I've never had the chance to go on our incident at the bunker, which takes place in the Defen bunker. Oh. It is very different from everything else that we offer because we – usually are focused on kind of sharing the background of the buildings to explain why they could be haunted. Mm-hmm. Uh, so there's a lot of kind of context to our ghost stories. With the Diefenbunger, we basically just fill it with zombies. Uh, <laughs> it is still a guided tour. There are puzzles and activities, but there's zombies everywhere. So I'm really hoping uh, maybe this is finally the year that I get to go and do this uh, incident at the bunker experience. That would be exciting, I think. It would be. I would love it. And be horrified at the same time, I think. <laughs> um, so you mentioned that there's been um, some creepy stories at Black, uh, Black Creek Pioneer Village. Um, has anyone made any, like, ghostly contact? We have had a lot of things happen there. There's uh, a couple buildings in particular that we've had some things happen in. Uh, the one that the guides will probably tell you is the creepiest building is one that's called the Mamps. And it was originally located in Richmond Hill, but was moved to the village, as uh, along with many of the other buildings that make up the, the village there. And ever since we first started doing tours there, we've all been a little bit creeped out by it. You just walk into the house, and sometimes there's just this feeling in there. And I don't really know how to describe it, but we have all sorts of people who say that they're very uncomfortable in that building. And it got to the point where one of our guides decided she wanted to make sure that she was just knocking on all the doors before going in. This was partially because she was just sort of uh, uncomfortable with the idea of going in, so I figured knocking first would make her feel more confident and buy her a bit of time before having to go inside. And also for practical reasons to make sure one of our other tours was not in there before her. But one night she went and was knocking on the front door of the manse. So she knocked three times. And then she heard three knocks back. Oh. And one person in her group was uh, up closer to the front of the tour with her. So they kind of looked at each other because they had both heard it, but people further back hadn't. So they were kind of asking what was going on. So she decided to knock again. And the same thing happened. She knocked three times and heard three knocks back. By that point, she's got her whole group kind of interested in what's going on. So she decided one more time she was going to knock, but this time she just knocked three times and then threw the door open. (laughs) There was no one standing behind the door. 
So we don't know what it was. We've gone back and tested it several times after because sometimes that door sits in a way where there's kind of a reverberation. So it's like the door just is coming back towards you. Mm-hmm. But that's not what happened on that day. And she distinctly told me that that was not the same experience that she had. Uh, so it was a pretty unnerving night <laughs> going into the manse for that. Uh, another thing that happened last year there was that a couple people reported on the same evening on two different tours, and one of them was the tour guide who was known for being very, very skeptical in our staff. Uh, They both saw a man with a hook-shaped nose standing in the kitchen of of the manse, and that is uh, the description that's been known to be um, associated with the ghost there. Oh. So it's definitely still uh, an active building to this day. I'm a little glad that it's a, a space that's a little too small for our, our seance experience because I don't know what we would stir up in there. But uh, we also have had some folks have experiences in the building where our seance takes place. There have been people who've said that they have seen the woman we believe haunts the building who's known to be seen in a, a blue dress. And there have been people who've said they've seen her. And uh, the seance itself was a, a pretty creepy experience. I don't know if you read about that before we had uh before setting up this interview? Um, just a tiny little bit, um, just on the website. But, awesome. Um, <laughs> you can um, feel free to, to tell me a little bit about um, the seance in, in more detail. Sure. So the seance is our, our newest experience. We've partnered with a mentalist named James White. Um, he has been famous in this industry for, for several years now. He's had sold-out shows um, in Ottawa, and he used to have his own television show. So we decided to partner with him and picked uh, the halfway house at Black Creek Pioneer Village as the set for our seance. So we have a, one of our guides take the group on a short orientation tour of the village before dropping them off with James. It's a little different from what you might imagine going to something called the seance because I think automatically people just picture uh, a group of people in a room with their hands held around the table, which is an element of it, but there's also a chance to explore the building, get a feel for things, and honestly, I don't fully know what happens in there, but people come out in tears. Um, I've had some people who've come out of it who needed to sit down for a few minutes before driving home because they were so shaken by the experience. So it's it's something else. It's uh, I've heard people saying that they question reality, like they don't know what's real and what's not after having gone into this experience. Wow. Now I I I want to go, but I'm also terrified. But. <laughs> <laughs> That's about how I feel too. People come out of it and they always want to tell me all the things that happen, and I'm like, I have to go back in there in order to put candles away. So no, please do not tell me what happened in there. Wow, well, uh, that um, it's so exciting to to know that Toronto and the surrounding areas have um so much history and and that excitement of of maybe really being haunted. Absolutely, I think because Toronto looks like such a new place, we're we're used to the skyscrapers um, and and the sheer modernness of the city. I think we kind of forget what was once here. And there's so much that we don't know that happened before 
the the British colony that now became Toronto came into being. So there's just such a, a long and fascinating past that we'll never truly know everything from. Wow. Um, well, thank you so much for um, doing this interview with me. Uh, I learned so much, and I'm so excited now to actually go on one of these tours. Definitely. We'd love to have you out for a tour. That would be awesome. And maybe I should join one of these reporters on their old city hall dares, although I don't think I would make it the whole night either. <laughs> <laughs> I can keep my fingers crossed for you. <laughs> um, thank you so much. Thank um, you. If you enjoyed that interview with Rowena Brooke from Haunted Walk, then be sure to rate, review, and subscribe to our podcast um, and follow us on social media. That's at Six Sad World SSW on Twitter and at Six Sad World Pod on Instagram. You can find all the links below. And don't forget, don't be a murderer. <laughs>